Psychology versus the truth of God's Word. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. 2 Peter 2.1 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We are the product of a secular humanistic culture. In case you're wondering, our nation is no longer a Christian nation, at least in the way it used to be. We have traded theism, belief in God, for humanism, belief in man. We have traded divine instruction for human opinions. And we have traded objective observation for subjective interpretation. In other words, we have made ourselves God. This is very observable in our present language. Listen to how many godless, self-centered phrases that are used in our secular culture. And dare I say, the church as well? I'll admit, I've even used them myself, and I bet you have too. Let's look at a few and test them out. How many times have you heard that we are to love ourselves, or the reverse, that we need to get delivered from self-hate. I've heard people, even my favorite preachers, actually take Jesus' words that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, Matthew 22:39, and teach that this is a command to love ourselves. After all, according to this teaching, we can't love our neighbor as ourselves if we do not love ourselves first. Here's another. Believe in yourself. Or how about, we must forgive ourselves. The list goes on and on. Find yourself, be yourself, or even more confusing, you be you, or I deserve this, or I deserve that. Beloved, where is God in all of this language? I'll tell you, nowhere. Because this language is birthed from a godless mindset that has long removed God and replaced Him with ourselves. Seriously, think about the confusion this produces. How do you actually forgive yourself? What is the process to make that happen? Did you sin against yourself and need to ask yourself for forgiveness? It's confusing. How do you find yourself or be yourself or believe in yourself? What Scripture gives us is the antidote to this selfish thinking. Jesus tells us to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. How does this work? Well, when I'm hungry, thirsty, or tired, I do all in my power to feed, hydrate, and rest myself. I rarely deny myself pleasure and comfort. And when I do, I get bored and complain. Loving myself has never been my problem. I do that quite well, thank you very much. Jesus is telling us to take that energy that we have for ourselves and focus it on others, even to the point of denying ourselves. And if I'm feeling guilty, God gives me a clear remedy. Acts 3.19 and 1 John 1.9, which say to repent and confess. 
If I've sinned against God, I turn from the sin towards Him and I confess it to Him. And He says, I'm forgiven. Beloved, if God is the ultimate one I have sinned against, Psalm 51, 4 says this, and if He says I'm forgiven, who do I think I am that I would argue with that? I do not need to forgive myself. I merely need to trust the one in whom the power of forgiveness rests. This is God-centered thinking, and it works. It frees us from guilt. Trying to forgive myself leaves me spinning in a cycle of self-condemnation that wreaks havoc on my soul. To be sure, I do not think most of us mean to distance ourselves from God with this language. And I admit, there's a little semantics going on here. But if we don't mean to be godless in our words, then let's not be godless in our words. While we may mean the same thing here, the words are not the same. And godless words produce godless results. We are the people of God. Let's take captive humanistic thoughts and point ourselves and those around us back to God.